Welcome to Great Thinking, the future of advertising, a podcast where leaders in the UK advertising and creative sectors discuss how they're leading the charge on some of the most important challenges currently facing brands around the world. I'm your host, Dina Mize-Lamperty. Today, we're focusing on a topic that's grabbing a lot of attention in the industry, the new media spaces for advertising and how brands can build value from being players in gaming, metaverse, VR, and alternative new media. Now, some of you may be thinking that this is all just a fad, a passing trend that will soon fade away. But let me tell you, my friends, that couldn't be further away from the truth. In fact, the UK advertising market is already starting to shift towards these new media spaces, and it's only going to become more prevalent in the years to come. Why may you ask? Well, because the younger generations are already living and breathing in these alternative worlds. They're spending more time gaming than ever before, and they're engaging with VR and metaverse technologies on a regular basis. So if brands want to reach this audience, they need to start thinking outside of the box and start exploring these new media spaces. But the question is, how do you do it effectively? That's where our expert guests come in. Today, we have some of the leading minds in the industry who have successfully navigated these new media spaces and created unique and engaging marketing experiences for their audiences. They'll be sharing insights, their strategies, their tips for success. So sit back, relax, and get ready to be inspired. This is a podcast that is going to challenge your perceptions and open your eyes to the limitless potential of these new media spaces for advertising. I am Dina Meis-Lamptey, and I'm the founder of The Barbershop and co-chair of the Conscious Advertising Network. I'll be guiding you through this conversation with the wonderful Johnny Shaw, CEO of VCCP Plus, and Mackenzie Jackson, CEO and co-founder of Alliance Studios. Welcome. Before we get stuck into the questions, can you just um, let us know what uh, your company specializes in and, and your kind of role within this topic we're discussing today? Mackenzie, would you like to kick off? Yeah, um, my company, Alliance Studios, we are a development team of creators within the Fortnite creative ecosystem that develops projects catering to brands, trying to get into the the quote unquote metaverse space. Um, And I am the CEO of the team and I effectively help uh, engage with the client and produce all of the content with my team and keeping them on track. Fantastic. And yourself, Johnny? Yeah, so I'm Johnny. VCCP Plus is a uh, new initiative uh, from the VCCP partnership, which is really focused on these new spaces uh, as as you're, uh, as we'll be discussing. And I think our focus, there's a lot of uh, agencies have, have set up, if you like, gaming specialist practices, but um, we have a very specific focus, which is uh, helping non-endemic brands. So in other words, not gaming brands, not your your PlayStations, your your Epic Games, your uh, EA, uh, understand the gaming space uh, and the, the the as you say, quote unquote, metaverse space, and and work out how you can you know build uh, engagement and and brand value for them. Great, and we're fond of new terms in the advertising industry. So, new alternate spaces is arguably a new new term. Um, how would you define this term, and what kind of spaces would you consider to be new and alternate? Um, how about Mackenzie? You kick off with that. Yeah, I think um, new alternative spaces to me is is defined as uh, more untraditional advertising. So you know, traditional it's going to be television, radio, and 
print media where new alternative is going to be social media platforms, influencer marketing, live streaming, and what we do, which is branded gaming experiences and bringing bringing their their product and advertising into the gaming world and uh, creating immersive content for the consumer to uh, really enjoy and engage with uh, on, a, on a fun, new, exciting level. And Johnny, have you got anything to add to that or disagree with that in any way? I, I think you, you'll you find that Mackenzie and I, hopefully this will be entertaining, but we're going to be in violent agreement uh, on, 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 I think, most topics today, because I think we we come for the similar kind of perspective and passion. So I suppose that the, the, the point I'm, you know, I think it's important for, for the audience to consider is that when we talk about new alternate spaces, too much of the investment and time has been focused on speculative plays and new technology platforms that are yet unproven. And and, and really the exciting uh and, and as yet really unleveraged opportunity lies in what could lo- loosely be called the game space. Uh, and, and in particular, platforms like Fortnite, platforms like Roblox, where there's a vibrant community, a really flexible uh, uh, development technology platform, uh, and, and an audience that is open to engaging in, in uh, experience, branded experiences and all the rest of it. So I'm sure Mackenzie can tell you about her huge experience building for brands, but it's a really exciting space and, and something I think we should be spending more time focusing on. And and before we get into some of the, the examples, um, I just want to focus a little bit on this, you know, reasons for, for brands to get involved because you mentioned scale. Scale is is clearly one reason to do gaming and, and maybe not F- NFTs or, or, or something like that. But um, um, is yes. there anything else missing? Are, are we, are there other things and criteria that do make some of these channels worth meddling in Mackenzie, how would you uh, define the criteria that brands should seek to meet when considering these platforms yeah for me i think like you're you're, you're going to want to talk about like the relevance uh, you know the, the game or the gaming platform that the brand is choosing to develop in and making sure it's relevant to their target audience and aligning with their overall like brand messaging and their image you know the engagement that they can get from whichever platform they choose is going to be something that they should be considering as well. Luckily with Fortnite, it's a very, very popular platform that has a lot of player base that already knows and understands the the functions that you can build in that gaming space. Um, so the engagement there, the innovation. So like, for example, we, we kitbash together um, different experiences with all of the assets and props that are available within the Fortnite creative build mode. And that means we get to be really innovative with what we create. So we can be one-on-one with our brands, creating something that is engaging and new and fun um, and be very creative with the game design. And I think that that's something that is new for brand marketing in general. Um, yeah, I think those are like the, the main key points I would, I would touch on. And, and can the scale be a problem because platforms like Fortnite and Roblox, when you hear the figures in terms of how many people are engaging in them, there are millions and, and, and obviously that's, um, pretty exciting for, you know, a marketer, um, or a brand, but, um, the way in which you engage with them, I guess, is, is in lots of different worlds and lots of different areas within those games. And, um, so are, are you getting kind of significant reach? by doing these, creating these brand experiences, is it all or nothing? Is it you're either doing something, you know, on, on that kind of effectively the 
the main page um, announcing your presence there and is it reaching everyone and then therefore it's a very costly thing that you've got to be a global brand to do or are you at the other end creating small experiences but not necessarily seen enough like what is the good middle ground and how do you achieve that in this space yeah i think in general like it it definitely is going to come down to how engaging the content you are creating is and how fun it is for players. I think it's it's important for brands to ensure that their their gaming experiences are well designed and add value to the player's experience. So it, they're not coming across as intrusive or irrelevant or frustrating the player with their player experience. So I think that there's definitely important factors that you need to to think on and be smart about when creating these type of experiences, but scale, it, it can be a problem when you have an expectation of what you might get on return from it because every experience is different. And that's also the beauty of it though. You know, you get to go in and create something small and intimate, or you can do something bigger and that might last a little bit longer and do content updates on it and, and make it, you know, an evergreen strategy to whichever game you're you're wanting to create. I think uh, the important part is just knowing that you know you got to have your expectations at a certain level and and um, be willing to to take feedback and and pick up on what the players are enjoying and really consider the user journey versus you know the maybe the brand's messaging or or what they're used to with uh, traditional marketing. And, and so, Johnny, what um, you know, when we were looking at worlds and th these gaming experiences that are almost fantasy, um, they mm -hmm. you know they're, they're they're virtual created worlds. People are building all sorts of things, living their dreams in these worlds and in these spaces. Um, what role then does um, this authenticity play for brands when advertising these spaces? I mean, is it okay for a brand to to create a you know an an impossible to imagine experience that isn't isn't you know, capable of living in reality is that okay is that acceptable or or um are there different rules in these spaces or or should they stick to the rules of the real world that we live in totally well i think uh, well before answering your, your 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 question directly i think it's also worth uh stressing that one of the most exciting things about this space is the fact in, in a way that it's multi-surface what I mean by that is um, it's, there's the game itself. So you can go and build, uh, as McKenzie Studio does, you can build experiences in the platforms. Players can come in and participate and take part. Uh, and th that's huge. But then around that and alongside that, you can be creating video, either live streaming video on Twitch or you know edited video, depending on obviously YouTube and platforms like that across other socials. There's the whole ecosystem of content creators uh, streamers, gamers, other forms of influencers that you can use to sort of bring in and, 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 and participate in. Then there's like community and messaging platforms like Discord that can also be part of the part of the mix. So you've actually got lots and lots of different ways in which a brand can support or enable experiences. And it's not just purely the creation of the experience itself. Uh, and so the role that a brand can play in supporting and, and enabling uh, and like fun experience for players is quite multifaceted and, and can be quite flexible, which to then answer your question, I think then can allow a brand owner to think, well, what's the most comfortable way for me participating in this space? It doesn't necessarily have to be that you, you have to build a ginormous. And in fact, I would say maybe one of the biggest sophomoric mistakes we're seeing with brands at the minute is they're thinking of these 
experiences, metaverse experiences, Fortnite experiences, whatever you want to call them, as almost like giant billboards, like that you can sort of like, you know, you just sign up to and then you go and jump around and you, you, you're walking around in a, in a branded world. I think if that's the, the extent of your thinking, you're less likely to have success. Whereas if you're more focused on how does the player or the participant having fun or enjoying their experience in the game itself and the content and the conversation around the game, and then what role can the brand play to enhance, support, facilitate that experience, I think you're going to get to, to a better result. I think one of the really, really biggest unmet opportunities in the world of interactive entertainment is local market-specific entertainment. If you think about it from a business model perspective, big publishers will never make stuff for local markets because they are, they, as digital businesses, they just want their product to be as popular as in every country in the world with as many end users as possible. So they're never going to build a UK-specific piece of uh, content or entertainment or, or, or platform. It's not, in, it's not in the interests, the commercial interests of game developers to do that. That's where I think brands can come into play. Like there's like, you know, the, the, the cost of building interactive experiences and platforms on something like Roblox is compared to the creation of many other assets in the marketing mix, still highly, highly competitive. Uh, you know, the, the, if you, the amount of money that's normally spent on the development of a TV commercial could would put in the hands of the right creator group like McKenzie's studio could get you something truly stupendous. Um, and, 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 you know, and so for the price that a local brand in the UK is spending on building a TV ad, they could create a immersive, compelling, multi-surface engagement platform for their audience just for the same production budget, never mind the media spend. So... I think there's something really exciting about, you know, I've been start thinking for years is what is the role for brands in in the game space? And I do really think it's it's that gap of local content, like national content, because Fortnite's never going to build a UK-specific zone. doesn't make any sense for them. But, you know, one of our best clients in, in, in uh, VCP, O2, O2, our founding client, we built, we built the O2 in Fortnite, you know, the music uh, uh, venue. And it was a fantastic experience and, and it worked and resonated in the UK market, even though it was built in, in the Fortnite platform. And I think that's as a great example of the potential is uh, of moving forward is to fill that gap where the games companies aren't going to do it, but I think brands can. That's an excellent example. And thanks for touching upon that because it also touches upon the idea of risk for brands as well in terms of, you know, we've talked about an element of risk, which is, you know, engaging in the platform was not quite there. That's all a little bit too new, a little bit untested, and the, and the audiences just aren't there. Uh, there's also potential risk about not being as authentic as you could be in that space. And um, and there's also a risk of potentially not being localized enough. And so, McKinsey, you know, being over in the States there, uh, what's your experience so far of working and having a bit more of an international lens on things? Um, in, in any particular examples with, with the UK brands that you might have worked with or been approached by, do you have to you know, put on a very different hat on or are you, you, know, are you looking at it as one kind of single kind of gaming culture that you can create assets that can just easily, easily travel? Yeah, I think, I mean, it's always important for us to have the conversations with which, whichever brand we are working with, regardless of their location and, and understanding, you know, what their value values are, what they're looking to get out of the experience. I, I think the authentic, 
authenticity conversation is is so important. I think, you know, brands should be aiming to create the content that feels genuine and aligns with their values, but they also need to be thinking about ensuring that the game is fun and engaging on its own rather than simply using it as a vehicle for advertising. So I think, you know, we look at it as we're creating games for gamers and for the players that want to to play regardless of where they are. We know what the users like to play. That's where, you know, working with, you, you talk about risk. Well, one way to mediate that risk is working with experienced partners, you know, working with people like us who have the understanding of the audience that that we're trying to reach and what they perceive as enjoyable um, and still keeping in mind what the brand uh, is trying to promote or um, speak on, you know, being authentic, creating, creating that content that resonates with the, the gamers at heart is is what is most important and, and what's going to create an experience that's everlasting and, and keeping them engaged to come back and and, and keep having fun. Um, I think that the other important part is just to make sure you're, you're monitoring and adapting to what the players uh, want, you know, keeping an eye on social media to see how they react to what you created and keeping an eye on your analytic data to see, you know, are players enjoying this? And if not, let's try to figure out what it is that, what area in the map they're not, you know, they're not picking up what should be done or figuring out strategies on how to adapt whatever piece we created uh, that will be effective for the player to understand and, and enjoy and keep playing. Thank you. And McKinsey, on that subject, are you um, are you getting that level of data back as well? Are you getting that detailed level of data from you know how every user is engaging in your experience? Um, and is this is this is this something that you're getting as as developers being you know kind of in on that side, or or is this something that the client can see in the dashboard as well? Yeah, it's it's something that we get very limited data, uh, what Epic Games provides their creators. Uh, it's very limited on what we are able to provide. It's like total active players, the average play time, the island retention, and then like total lifetime plays are really the main data that we're able to provide to our uh, clients. Hopefully that unlocks more within the coming years, but there's also other ways to get data based on, you know, like Johnny mentioned before, you, you know, we're creating a product, you can then effectively market that product with influencers. You can then grab the influencers data and, you know, or promote it on social and, and pick up all of the, the different um, KPIs and stuff that come from, from all the different ways you can use the product that we're making to get additional uh, data from. Great. And, and Johnny, um, please give us an idea. You mentioned the um, building the O2 in Fortnite. Please give it us an idea of how how long it takes to make something like that. And, you know, what, what kind of budgets, I mean, you don't have to mention the exact numbers, but compared to doing that kind of experience in, or some kind of experience in the real world, which might be, you know, what to be might be seen as an alternative. Um, are we looking at a much longer timeline or is it because it's digital, it's much quicker? Um, are there more teams and skill sets involved or are there less? Um, how should someone think of, you know, what they're, what the undertaking is here? And also, what about the, the approval process as well? with some of these platforms. Um, what are we looking at? Yes, the timelines can vary, I think, depending on the complexity of, of what you're actually trying to create naturally. But the good thing is that the creator community is is full of compact, 
efficient teams like like the one that McKenzie leads, where I think from engaging to sort of agreeing what the sort of the, the concept is and then what the build's going to be like, you're looking at a few a few months, say, uh, as a kind of general rule of thumb. It can be a little bit longer than that, but it doesn't. We're not talking like six to twelve months. I think you can you can you can do it. You can do it very quickly, but I think if you want to do you know proper quality and, and 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 craft you want to give yourself a little bit of time so in 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 a way not wildly dissimilar from the from the development timeline of other kind of marketing assets in in, in classic style uh i think uh, the 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 approval process is a, is a really interesting one and i think i just want to t- touch a little bit on the on the data conversation you just which was having with with mckenzie because i think that's um this is one of our one of the big challenges with this with this space at the client end is uh, a, 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 the first approval, which is the approval to get budget to go and invest, is often the hardest. And one of the, the reasons I think it's the hardest is is because of this uh, data, what you could say, absence of data conversation. Now, <clears throat> a couple of points I'd just like to make. One one is. One of the challenges I think that we face is what, what is where, where is the vast majority of the marketing dollars like gone in the past 10, 15 years? I think we all know it has just gone almost wholesale in some instances into social. Uh, why is that? Well, I think you can argue there's a lot of people on social. Well, there's actually as many people in video games. So why has it gone into social and not into games? It's a very simple answer, in my opinion. It's that Games are incredibly popular products that can make a lot of money on their own. Thank you very much. Social media without advertising is a defunct and broken business that doesn't exist. So you have the social media platforms who are falling over themselves to create data systems and platforms and smoke and mirrors, you know, you know, instruments to reap the cash from the advertisers. Yet, let's be clear, they've created an advertising model which users hate. When app tracking transparency was introduced by Apple, I think it was 90% of people opted out. Like it's 90% of people raising their hands to say, I don't want to be part of your advertising ecosystem on your platform. If you want to talk about a vote of no confidence, that's it. Uh, Alongside that, you have a, a platform like Epic that has a fantastically, stupendously successful cash, you know, spinning off machine in their core game. So they feel no real need or pressure to be kind of concocting or sharing data in the same way that the Facebooks or the, you know, the TikTok, I mean, blurred TikTok numbers, let's not even talk about that. They're just laughable. But, you know, the, 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 the numbers game that the social media platforms have been played, games companies don't, aren't under the same pressure to do. And I think that's, that's something which we, we need to get over in time because we all know that marketers are only going to invest in something that they have data and metrics to prove that it's effective so uh, hopefully in time we you know we can start to get a better data set from from uh, the games platforms and, and our partners and we can start to build a stronger business case because once you get that first approval the, the, actually the what in my experience the, the the production and development process creators are hard-working humble down-to-earth flexible creatives who get stuff done and work and collaborate in a far more like elegant way with clients than I've seen in traditional film like spaces. So actually, the approval process is a lovely iterative one where it's actually a, a it's a collaborative development experience far 
for, in a far more, as you say, modern way than, than I've seen in other spaces. So it should be the, 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 you know, the promised land. It's just at the minute, I think there's still a lack of kind of appreciation for just the value of the space. And um, that's a nice kind of area for us to kind of end on, really, with a view of, you know, the future and what does the future look like? Um, so, McKinsey, if you were to, you know, cast a few wishes about what you want from the industry and, and what you're looking forward to, what would, what, would that, what would that be? What would you say? You know, I think right now we we are a little limited in some of the tools that, that we create these these experiences on and, and some changes are coming that I'm really excited about to uh, be able to create even more unique and innovative experiences. But in general, for me, I think what I'm most excited about is just being able to be more involved in developing these experiences for brands and kind of pioneering and leading the way to how we should be marketing brands in the gaming space and really making sure that we are taking the user player into consideration in all aspects of the development process and creating a really authentic and engaging experience that the players are going to enjoy. I think that is where we're going to be able to add the most value to the brands and to the consumers by creating something fun and exciting uh, that they're just going to want to keep playing. That's, that is the future for me. Fantastic. Johnny, any final words or wishes? I'm very hopeful that we, in five years' time, hopefully we would have made the transition from, if you like, the era of film-based marketing to the era of truly interactive-based marketing. I think the 20th century was the era, the, de- the century of film, whether it be television or whether it be movies and advertising as a discipline followed suit. It made sense. Film was the most compelling medium. The 21st century... Interactive entertainment is by far the biggest entertainment vertical in terms of volume, value, participation, yet somehow advertising is still a film-based, film-obsessed industry. I would love in five years' time that we had made more of a transition where interactive entertainment is is the first protocol and the primary point of investment, and film is something that supports and surrounds. Uh, And if we can get there, we'll be serving our audience properly because 90% 90 of Gen Z identify as gamers. So the entire next generation of customers uh, identify as uh, you know fans of interactive entertainment. So it's about time the industry caught up. And on that note, thank you very much for your time. Um, we've learned a lot today, and um, I'm sure our listeners have loved hearing from you all. Um, we've learned about the importance of scale and, and, and not kind of jumping in before you're, you're kind of ready or the platform's ready for you, but also about judging your campaigns by uh, relevance and engagement as well and not forgetting that kind of local market specificity. Um, So yeah, um, I'd like to thank you all and wish you a good evening and um, or good morning, depending on when, what time you're listening to this and, uh, and we shall see you soon. Thank you very much.